Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and The Zog Boy. Today's episode is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hello, folks. Welcome to Content Breaker and your Content Breaker podcast. Host is me, Static Dreads, a.k.a. Kai. I'm joined by the ever-loving Zog. Hello, people. I also have Kales with me from far distances. Howdy. And strangely entertaining, finally got married and moved out of that laundromat. Yay! Bro, it's only been like two months. <laughs> it has. And due to creative differences between us and mainly Kels, um, James Intern has left the show and he will not Thank be Thank God. <laughs> because Kels is a hater. Anyway. We can't, we can't even uh, pay you know him. What? I think I saw James at the laundromat, actually. It's because Bruh. he's the intern. We don't have to pay him. He doesn't get rights. He will at the he will at the laundromat. At least they know how to take care of him. <laughs> yeah, he still has the quarters, so maybe he'll come back one day. Anyway, so t- what are we talking about this week? Today, this week, we are talking about one of the best movies of all time. Quote me, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And in case there's ever another one that comes out, the 2018 original. So very good distinction. Yeah. <laughs> so. So let's just get into it. Um, and since Zog is probably the biggest Spider-Man fan I know, I'm gonna let him pop up this <laughs> overview. Oh well, okay then. Uh, basically, the best. Imagine the perfect Spider-Man, the one who doesn't have any of that kind of drama going on in his life. He has a good balance between being Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's the one in your city flinging around, saving people and all that. And he's not the one you're going to follow. <laughs> you're going to ignore him completely after like the first, what, 15 minutes? <laughs> after a very, very sad funeral. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll just throw that at that then. He's going to die. That's why you're going to ignore him. Uh, but don't worry. He'll get his replacement. As a thirteen-year-old uh, kid, yes, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a bit of an adjustment period. <laughs> yeah, it's Miles Morales, who was introduced in what twenty sixteen, I want to say, um, uh, mm, earlier than I that. I guess when it was a little bit earlier. Than yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, a lot earlier than that. <laughs> twenty the twenties, two thousands. It was in the two thousands. Yeah, it was during uh, he made his comic book debut in uh, Marvel's Ultimate. Uh, line, which was essentially a reboot for newer fans that took place during the early 2000s. The uh, 2011. Yes, 2011. I just pulled it up myself. Okay, <laughs> right, thank you. 2011. And it only yeah. took him uh, seven years to get his movie appearance. Doing better than Peter Parker. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of reason for that because, you know, Peter Parker is a neighborhood Spider-Man, that's always, I feel like, has been his thing. But this movie kind of really focuses more so on the little guy having to ascend to the guy. Because 
and you're well, thrusted into it. Um, that's just a Spider-Man story in general. <laughs> Peter Parker, Miles Morales. That's really every Spider-Man story. You're just some guy who gets thrust into a situation. Anybody can wear the mask, as Peter Parker said. Um, so yeah, this that movie kind of follows. <laughs> it follows Miles <laughs> at the beginning, and he it transitions into the Spider Verse, which is a bunch of other, you know, Spider Man and Spider Woman coming to Miles Morales's main Earth after the death of the main Spider Man of Miles Morales's Earth. But and I wonder how. Oh, go ahead. You were still good. going. You good? Oh, I was gonna say, how did the other Spider Man get there though? So because turns out science. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a collider of sorts. Like it's a, uh, it's basically a quantum collider. It uh, it generates wormholes essentially, <laughs> so it will puncture into different dimensions. Oh, I don't know why you'd want a multi-dimensional worm and, and you know, just to make a whole machine just to bring up some worms, but all right. So you could take over New York. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Take over but New York, see. you know, destroy your entire universe, maybe bring your dead family back. It, it's got multiple, it's, it's got multiple purposes. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. It does. It does. Um, So in the quest for... Like gaining something that you've lost or something that you don't have. Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, which this is a great portrayal of Kingpin, I feel, as well. It's um, one of the few that actually has like a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah. And he's like built like an actual tank instead of like he's built like Wilson Fisk of the comics, not some just pudgy dude who like He looks like a dude who's four hundred pounds. <laughs> but he's literally all muscle. Yes, he looks like a brick. So it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yes, brick face. So, yeah, so this is the story of, like, Miles Morales discovering who, how to be a hero, how to take that leap of faith, if you will. And, boy, what a leap it is. Um, So I want to get into some of the characters that really, I feel like this movie is made by its characters. Storytelling... Everything, actually. Music, storytelling, characters, all of it makes it. But going into the characters, um, of course, we have the main character, Miles Morales, who is kind of the first, like, not kind of the first. He is the first Spider-Man of color, like a Spider-Man of... He's half black, half Hispanic, and he's Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, this was the movie I actually learned he was half Hispanic. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah, so cool. When his mom like just awesome. starts walking through the apartment screaming Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, oh, he's Spanish. Latin X women. It got the info <laughs> out there really quick. True. And I do want to say this is a Christmas movie. And also, Merry Christmas. Yay. So, we've got Miles Morales, who I feel like is... The I don't like it's so hard because every character is well written. I'll it's say, like, I'll say this: he's much better written in this movie than he is in any other comic book. <laughs> they actually gave him his own unique character here instead of just being like a pellet swapped Peter Parker. So, in terms of other characters that we're 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 comparing him to, uh, who are our other characters? Well, we have of course Peter Parker. Who 
is played by, uh, I want to say that was Chris Pine, who voiced the OG Peter Parker, who was in that. Uh, the and one then, who died? Yes, the one who died. Yes, that was Chris Pine. Yeah. And then we have the Peter B. Parker, who is kind of the mentor to Miles Morales, who Ew. is a, I don't want to say a failure of a Spider-Man. No, he's definitely not a failure. He's been doing not it twice. He's been doing it okay. twice as long as the uh, Chris Pine Spider-Man. So he's been beaten down. He's gone through all the crap multiple times. <laughs> he's the <laughs> example of how do you be a great Spider-Man and a shit Peter Parker? Yeah. Kind of. Well, at least he had a Christmas album. That shows hey. success no, that, right that there. Was Chris, that was the Chris Pine one. <laughs> oh, the, no, the, no, he had the, one, didn't he? No, he didn't. He invested it in a spider-themed restaurant that foreclosed oh, okay. after a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like I said, he's been through the shit more times than anybody else. He is what you actually imagine is Peter Parker in the comics going through. <laughs> he was afraid of commitment. He well, was afraid of all, children. He was afraid of a lot of things. At least he works out. He gets better. Yeah. <laughs> he gets better. He lifts pizza, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's on that LA fitness plan. But anyway, he's played by Jake Johnson. Yeah. And which, it's a phenomenal job. Yeah, which I feel the like I should know who phenomenal. Jake Johnson is. But at the same time, I don't. Uh, like, do y'all know who Jake Johnson is? I'm looking nope. at him now. I'm trying to figure out what else he's played in. Um, I'm gonna, he's I'm like, gonna be you look like you should be Owen Wilson, but you're not. That's how I see Jake Johnson. Most no, recently, Johnson. he was in the Fox uh, comedy New Girl, known for Jurassic World, where he played Lowry. Wait, Jake Johnson, hold up. I know who, let me see. Oh! Tell me. That, okay, no, I, oh, wow. Sorry, my mind just got blown. I didn't even connect the dots just there. No, yeah, I know who he is. Me and Dan have been watching uh, New Girl. That's one of her favorite shows. Okay. He's like the main guy. But anyway. He's voiced for Bojack Horseman. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to be honest, the only reason I knew exactly who played him is because I have the IMDB page up in front of me. He was the <laughs> voice of Barry... For the Lego movie. Yeah, I don't know who Barry is. That's valid. But, <laughs> yeah, so... But anyway... Jake Johnson, no disrespect on your name, but you did a great job in this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> then we moved on to um, Spider-Gwen, which... Gwen Stacy, who is, I guess, Spider-Woman in this, according to the cast, but... Uh, no, she's eh. just... Not ghost, not ghost she's spider. just Spider-Gwen in the thing, but... uh. Yeah, in uh, I think it's Marvel's uh, Heroes Rising. She's known as Ghost Spider because there's already a Spider Woman, but she is the only Spider Person in her universe. So, yeah, that title also works. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so, which Gwen Stacy or Wanda, if you will, is Ugh. well back to Peter Parker, B Parker. <laughs> so we just don't go through it. Peter B Parker is well no we said what we need to say about him he's a pretty cool dude like going through a lot trying to become his own the restaurant didn't work out so we go into Gwen Stacy who is like Miles as in she feels like she does not fit in per se and she's uh -huh. just trying to B 
be a loner to get back to her universe. She specifically, she tried tried the whole uh, keeping your friends close as a superhero thing, and her best friend died. So yeah, that, um, she, so she is very much keep everybody at a distance because she doesn't want anyone getting hurt, and she doesn't want to go through the pain of losing anybody again. Which is fair. Can I talk spoiler for a second about Gwen and her best friend? Yeah, spoilers for all that stuff. Okay, all right. I mean, making sure. Wasn't yes. that Peter? Yes, it was Peter. In her universe. Okay, in, cool. In her, sure. in her universe, since she uh, got the spider powers, Peter turned himself into the lizard. And yeah. they fought each other, and Peter died because of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah, Yay, happy stuff. Keep your enemies <laughs> far away from you. And your friends even farther. <laughs> Words to live by. And then we move. So we go from Spider Gwen. Then we go to Aaron Davis Prowler, which is one of my favorite characters. As you know, they all are. But like Prowler is voiced by Mahersh Ali, which amazing actor. And I feel like this was his first voice role, but I don't know. So don't quote me on that. But he I wouldn't have noticed if it was his first. I would have thought he didn't. Yeah, times. he was so smooth. I didn't even know it was him until, like... Because a lot of times when I listen to actors' voice roles, it just kind of sounds like actor... Like, when... Like, it for sounds second, like somebody's in the booth. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like for the most part. And with this, like, Haley Seinfeld was... I listened to her music, and it's kind of a... Not a fan of hers, but I knew who she was. And that's Gwen Stacy, by the way. Amazing. Yeah, who did a great job as Gwen Stacy as well. The so whole cast did amazing. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. What's that? The whole cast did amazing. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, well, hope, yeah we're all, probably just going to still be gushing about the whole... It was all perfect, great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, whole cast was legit. Love the whole cast. Way to go. Now, now one thing. Let's talk about Mahersha Ali's character for a minute. Yeah, um, that's what I was... Like, the, the interaction for me... Because, you know, you've got all these Spider-Man uh, characters coming in because it's Enter the Spider-Verse. Right. Yeah. What makes them different? What makes them interesting and unique? It's the fact that they are all Spider-Man, but the rest of them has other experiences that other Spider-Men don't. Oh yeah. And and getting the opportunities to see uh, a glimpse of what it's like to have, you know, this this uh, person of color who is living this life with with male influences on both sides of the line, both with uh, Miles' dad being a cop, very hard by, ass. Very by-the-book kind of cop. <laughs> and and his uncle, who he looks up to, who is stepping out and is just a fucking supervillain. To be fair, he doesn't know he's a, a supervillain at the time. He just knows that his uncle is super creative and... Uh, Likes to just well, have fun with his nephew. Sure, Miles doesn't know, and no one knows that Miles is super, like a, a, a superhero. But like, you see this influence, and like it—that's part of who Miles is. Yeah, and he has to like figure that out, and that's part of like the dichotomy in this in this movie with Miles the character. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And what I was saying was about Hersha and just. The Prowler in general is yeah. that Dept was, he's always known for always finishing a job and being ruthless and 
everything in it. Like you even see like the nuances of that as he like when he gets the phone call when he's with Miles, he's like, I gotta go, I got a job to do. But then when he sees that Miles is the new Spider-Man, yeah. he when Miles is his target. <laughs> yes. He puts the mask back on him, he's like, run, you know, and says uh, Well, he puts he basically does he gives up his life. He basically to Yeah. It's a it's the Uncle Ben moment, except you know, Better. we get to know this one, so we actually care when he gets shot. Yeah, yeah that was actually sad. None like you know, like all right, I'll forgive the time you like completely scared me earlier in the movie uh, <laughs> with, with your music. Oh my god, awesome by the way. Is, it, it, I was like, I'll be sad. They basically, for you. they basically distorted an elephant's uh, call, uh, that big trunk call an elephant does, and just made that his call, musical calling card in the movie. Yeah, his uh, so, light motif. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh and god. Just, yeah. So. The Prowler has, like, a lot of levels to it, and just seeing how he, like, just also his design was so cool, and, like, it was, I was legitimately, like, I knew lore-wise that his uncle was the Prowler, but still seeing it be his uncle still felt like a shock to me, which I really liked. I was like, cool, they're able to do this, they're able to pull it off. That's what I'm talking about. So... You know, we could go on and on about the characters. It was cool to see the Green Goblin that was already transformed. We got the Nicholas Cage is Spider New R. Yes, that right there Nicholas is amazing. Cage is hilarious and amazing. <laughs> yes, Nicholas Cage is Spider New R. Spider Man New R is such a good portrayal, and I wanted <laughs> I like there's such I can't I don't have a favorite. Like I just love everybody, <laughs> but like his moments were so hilarious and funny and just fun, which is not something you expect for Spider-Man you are. And wherever alone, I go, the wind follows. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. Like, no, I was quite surprised. I was like, wow, Nicolas Cage didn't like do anything crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he said, and the wind smells like rain. <laughs> just, <laughs> <It> smells- <laughs> like... Uh, I just I drink egg cream and I fight Nazis like just oh god straight up fiddling and with the Rubik's he must have had a good voice director oh my <laughs> like and it's just <sighs> seeing but so to, sorry go ahead no you finish up no I was just gonna say just seeing that like level with all the different like spider men from all the different areas like mesh yeah. and each have their own like individuality it's so refreshing. Like, like, like to round out our cast of the Spider Verse that we see as main characters. Um, we've got Penny Parker who shows up, which is this Japanese schoolgirl with a spider robot, because of course. <laughs> yep. And then John Mulaney as Peter Porker. <laughs> yes, he's a basically a Looney Tune. <laughs> Who, in fact, is not a pig, is actually a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> very important <laughs> distinction. Like, very, yes. very important <laughs> distinction. Like, it's just... So, just seeing everything and how it all meshed... Like, the characters are such a strong, integral part of this movie, which I feel like honestly separates it, which makes it better to me than all the other movies. Because don't get me wrong, I love... I love live action, but there's like so like there's I feel like you have so many more options with animation. Yes, you get to see so much more emotion and depth of a character when they don't have to like 
just portray it to the screen itself. They can go in a booth and be comfortable and like try out different faces and all this to get that motif and things that they need. And yeah. I mean, it's a completely different kind of skill set. But and I love I love Tobey Maguire. Like I love all the Spider Mans except Andrew Garfield. Um, and <laughs> just like. But none of them just give me that whole package that each and every one of these spider men and women give me. So, oh yeah, and robots. Yes, and robots, and robots. We got a much respect to. Oh yeah, much expect to uh, emoji face there. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> it's robot. it's literally just spider. Okay, yeah, the spider. Yeah. It's so just, moving on. It's just spelled a little differently. Yeah, S P. Forward slash, forward slash. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, moving on, like you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> moving on to the music, which, oh my God. Like, again, this is like that Black Panther level of soundtrack. Because mm-hmm. it's like how it starts with, you know, not sunshine, Jesus Christ. Sunflower. Sunshine? Yeah, sunflower. It starts Bruh. with sunflower. That was a banger all the entire season that this came out. Right? Yes. Like, it still is. Yeah, and just like having Post Malone and Sway Lee, who are just like hook masters. And then, like, also, it was so cool to see the actual characters singing the song. Like, the song was an actual <laughs> song in the movie. I was like, that, it's that was dope actu- when Sony, like, owns everything and they could just do that. <laughs> like, That's actually uh, one of the later things that was recorded for the uh, for the movie one of the later scenes because the song wasn't done by the time the movie was halfway through production. Oh hmm. yeah. They had yeah. to go back and add that stuff back in. And it, it's really shows that it's like, it's the little things that make the universe sort of. Oh yeah. It makes it feel lived in like it actually exists. Yeah. And just like another, just the, so another song that hit incredibly hard was at Peter Parker's, Chris Pine, Peter Parker's funeral that happened within like the first 20 minutes of this huge emotional roller coaster of this amazing movie was when Not Afraid of the Dark had came out, which T.Y. Dollar Sign and Lil Wayne or whoever else was on that. And it's like just showing the emotion and like how everybody was the city was somber, like New York was just. In Tathers, basically, off the loss of Spider-Man. So that's when you saw he really was the people's Spider-Man. And that music just conveyed it so well. And just even how it faded out and then went into a funny moment <laughs> where he's like, they're counting on me. So I don't think she means you. I think she means like... Oh, I think it's a metaphor like- for just the group. That is one aspect of Spider-Man this movie... Yeah, that's one aspect of Spider-Man this movie captures absolutely perfectly throughout. It's the ab- ability to switch from something super serious and possibly world-shattering to just some funny quips. <laughs> and I've watched this movie probably about like eight times now. And every time I feel like I catch something new, when I rewatched it today in preparation for this podcast, I caught that when... Fisk is talking about starting the collider and getting rid of Brooklyn. He's like, I can't let you destroy Brooklyn. Staten Island? Maybe. Maybe. Like, but not Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that's fair because it's known that every person from Brooklyn has a strong dislike. Really, every person from New York has a strong dislike for Staten Island. 
but hey. Which is just hilarious. It's like the worst borough, even though like a hundred years ago, New York was like, nah, that's our island. It's the worst island, but it's ours. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like Canada and Quebec. It's like, (laughs) it's here. Yes, it's connected to the content. It is technically a part of our country, sure. Like, (laughs) we can't deport them. We tried, but they're still here. But, um, so, and like you said about the Prowler's theme and everybody's theme as well. Like, I love how the theme when every comic book, like, intro character, like the Spider Noir, the Spider Gwen, the just Spider or Penny Parker's intro. Penny. Yeah, Penny. Penny. They all have their own. Yeah, they have their own, like, thing. And then, like, What's Up Danger, Man, which is my favorite song out of the movie, where just, like, the hype and build, it builds up for, like, two minutes. Like, just, like, that two minutes of the beat coming in, and then just seeing Aunt May with, like, her being, like, the woman in the chair for this is Their Aunt May character, their Aunt May character has, like, 30 seconds on screen before she's just, like, all right, I know everything. Let's get down to business. Yes, I know who Spider-Man is. <laughs> yeah, I know where all the gear is. Let's go. <laughs> a completely it's, new kind of Aunt May, never done on screen before. Well, the big the screen, May, anyway. <laughs> the Aunt May is just the Alfred, which is lit. I, know. I love it. Yes, like it is so fun. So another thing that I wanted to talk about is the animation in this, like. Which sets, it feels like a comic book, which is like, I feel, unless you've seen it, it you won't understand what I'm saying. But no, and I feel like certainly. the style has been tried before, but failed miserably on like every well, turn except for this movie, which I think they, didn't they animate the characters at like a lower frame rate than the No, they animated the, the characters at a higher frame rate. They animated the characters on the twos, and the background was sometimes animated on the threes. So Okay, I got you. All right, yeah. I mixed it up then. I was like, yeah. they did something with the frame rate. I yeah. know this. It, it was mostly with the so. background. When they had when they had to cut corners on some things, it was mostly with the background stuff, so that they could give their full attention to the characters and the foreground and everything. But that's not to say that they didn't invest time on uh-huh. the the art style. So, uh, Kai, you and I just talked about earlier. Uh, Megalobox being this like classic love story for like 80s and 90s anime. And I feel like Spider-Verse is the love story in a visual medium for everything that Spider-Man has done in the comic books. I agree. I feel like it is a love letter home and it definitely has like so many many references in that cave. (laughs) Yeah, like that's the other thing in the case, and you see, like, just man, there's so the symbolism. I'm gonna talk about that in a second, but just the art, like you said, is, and like again, every it truly feels like a Spider Verse because there's so many different blendings of art. Like there's their own. Every character has their own art style from a different verse, like different dimension. It's not just you come here and you come and get, and that's why. No shade towards any live action thing happening, but apparently the next Spider-Man movie is going to be a Spider-Verse movie. Allegedly. We don't know for sure, but it's alleged that that is what's going to happen. Okay, so just so I'm clear on that same page, 
allegedly the MCU Spider-Man movie that's coming next is going to be like a Spider-Verse kind of movie. Yes. It's not going to be as good as this one. Yeah, I'm I calling that worry. right now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to say I'm going to 100% agree. And I and feel on, like, oh, go ahead. On a side note, we should talk about like at a separate point in time. Like, where do you feel the MCU is now that like the 10 years has been accomplished? They've told an entire story over like 20 some odd movies. But uh, in terms of this being the better Spider-Verse. Yes. Um, so I was just saying that I feel like, I feel like that this, that the live action one can't even live up because it can't do that different styles of animation. Like it can't do, and I could be wrong. There could be some type of technology that I can't comprehend or don't understand. And it is Disney. So who knows? True. True. Um, so it's one of those things where I just feel like. I'm not telling you you can't make another Spider-Verse movie when there's a perfectly good one already existing, but they saw the reaction to that one, so they're probably going to do that, and, you know, we'll see. We'll now, see. I, I think to your point, this is sort of falling in the same vein about um, our point earlier about uh, Mahasha Ali's voice acting. Like, you were describing the ability for the actor to go in the booth and emote with the voice compared to having to also consider the facial image, right? You can make all these strange faces that never go to the world except for, like, the bloopers and behind the scenes to get the The right sound and the right emotion. Yeah, yeah. And, And you can animate equally separately the facial features to convey that and those those sort of best of both worlds being combined into one product is sort of also the point like i feel like you're you're getting at is yes would a spider-man or would a spider-verse mcu movie be okay yes it's it's gonna be the pinnacle of both video and audio storytelling no, not when we've already seen it. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying, basically. Um, but the animation, like, if you haven't watched this movie, like, I don't know what you were doing. Because this movie, it had a tenth of the budget of the other movies, and it just did so well. Like, it's the cast, like, it wasn't, it was so good. Like, I can't even explain. Like, it won, I don't care about awards. I don't. But I mean, it won I'd all say, the awards. Uh, <laughs> it I'd deserved to win all the awards. It, yeah, if you haven't seen it, though, you're probably one of those people who think animation is for children. And we will fight you. Uh, we will come <laughs> to your house and square up. There's four of us. Um, <laughs> and so you can take your swing, but we will come back stronger if we fall. So remember once, that. Once we have verified everyone has had the vaccine. Yes. Once. Yes, of course. <laughs> Wear a mask. Don't be cool because you're not. In, <laughs> We're in two safe. years, when you've forgotten that you said something stupid on the internet, we will come to you. <laughs> we will be the spider noir to your Nazi. Um, the yeah. internet never forgets. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, who is your favorite Spider-Man? Like, it can be in the movie. It can be everywhere. Like, who is your go-to Spider-Man? Uh... <laughs> 
Dude, I've been just, keeping up with Spider-Man shit since I was like three years old. That is... That's gonna take some time. <laughs> I think hey, Zog I told is you like, beforehand. I did tell you beforehand. And I've been putting t- this, this and is, I've been putting thought onto it the entire time, and I still need more. <laughs> I said I really can't thing. choose. This is the same thing that Zog was really dealing with last week. When you put the question, which is your favorite Power Ranger? Like, bruh. <laughs> but you stop asking years. me these things. <laughs> Why? So, Why you do this error? So, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Like, I've got three-ish. Oh. Uh, that sort of call to me. One is Spider-Man and Super Friends. Yeah, with Firestar okay. and Iceman. Yes, like when those are your only team and you have a show, I don't recall when it was animated, 60s, 70s. Yeah, it was the, I think it was the 60s. It's like, okay, cool. That's like the earliest Spider-Man I remember being animated. And then Spider-Man from the 90s, the 90s TV show. Yeah. Um, I like that one. He was very like... It was so funny how buff he was, though. Like, he was... I feel like he was the most attractive Spider-Man out of all of the Spider-Mans to exist. Because he's just... Well, that's kind like, of... I think that's kind of because every time somebody animates Spider-Man nowadays, they really just want to make him, like, a teenager. Yeah. So, no. Because <laughs> I think the, that, like, with that, trying to connect to the college age that Peter Parker sort of was at the beginning... Yeah. isn't helping reach the market you're trying to sell to. Which, which is, is another like, nod to the, this one, because we got both. We got yeah, oh yeah, adult, and then we got, you know, young Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Yeah, if we got choose, we just bring the them just... all in. <laughs> uh, just be careful. Just because it worked this time doesn't mean it always works. True. Now, y'all have had a breather. Tell me your favorite. See, mine is either this Miles Morales in this movie, like just or any of the Spider Man, to be honest with you, because I love them all. But I have a real affinity with this Miles Morales in the Spider Verse movie. And a close second to him, I would have to agree to you, would probably be either. I mean, honestly, it would be video game Spider Man, if I've been honest, from the PS4. Like, I was kind of thinking that. Yeah. Like, that would probably be my close second. Like, and then third would be the 90s Spider-Man. So, that's that's my one, two, three. I like Gwen's, like, hood, though. I, re- I really like that. Oh, yeah. Or, like, Miles gets a hood, like, too. I'm like, yo, I like, want a I'm, Spider-Man with I'm not going to lie to you. My favorite design is Spider-Gwen. <laughs> but, uh, as far as character, I'm still... Uh, uh, damn it. What about Gwenum, though? Do you like Gwenham's design or no? I do like Gwenham. Yeah, and I do t- like that design too. Totally <laughs> trying to fill time. I love the fact that um, Spider-Man 2077 or 2079 or whatever it is. 2077. 2077 uh, is just 20, like... No, that's Cyberpunk 2077. You're talking about uh, the future one, right? 2099. Yes, the, one, 2099. the one from the future... The one from the future is basically gives me the vibes of like Batman Beyond, and I love. Actually, yeah, yeah, no, that, I, that I was agree. the entire point of him, really. <laughs> no, I, uh, I love it honestly, and 
Like, I feel like, I'm not going to lie, my affinity to the 90s Spider-Man is because he totally bagged Felicia Hardy, Black Cat. Like, <laughs> you know, before the vampire guy came back and she was like, oh, yeah, hate I'll come with him. Hate Morbius specifically for that reason, to be 100% <laughs> honest for you. Like, I will always hate Morbius because of that. <laughs> like, because I'm like, bruh, like, Felicia Hardy was the total package. But, like, you had to go and be indecisive. But it's okay. Because she was a slight criminal. But. Slight? Yeah. Slight, yeah. Um. So, okay. So, we got our favorite Spider-Mans. What's your favorite moment from the movie? And this one is blue? No. Purple. Oh. What? <laughs> when. I feel like I've missed something. Uh, Noir Spider-Man's trying to figure out which color is which. While oh. Rubik's oh. Cube. He's, fiddling with a, he's fiddling with a Rubik's Cube. Okay. <laughs> this one's blue. I was like, oh, God. Oh, the strange habit aneurysm. No. I was doing a quote. Uh, no, that, yeah. that's one of my favorite parts. Like, honestly, like, the whole movie is my favorite part. If I yeah. wanted to be... <laughs> but, like, that one joke gets me every time. No, that is that is absolutely hilarious. I forget. Oh, God. That one had me in stitches. That one, and, <laughs> like, when he's like, play dumb. Who's morality? <laughs> Not that dumb. Why is my voice so loud? <laughs> Oh my god, is this puberty? Hey, <laughs> just like the shoulder touch. Hey, as well. But I, think, um, I, yeah, no. I love that. I love that callback at the end, where he's like, "I'll always have my family." You ever hear the shoulder shoulder touch? <laughs> like, <laughs> but my favorite moment is definitely the leap of faith moment. Like, what's when, up, danger? Yeah, what's <clears throat> up, danger? Yeah, when he's doing the leap of faith and. Like you just kind of hear, like you just see every all his experience combo like combining into him, and it's just like the jump and like the music and the like woo, like in the text going up the side of the building, like those two minutes were like I was I felt like a kid in a candy store. Like I remember watching it in the theaters, and my mouth was open. I'm just like, wow, I'm, like, so excited. Like, just this feeling. And the fact that, like, because you see his suit premiere in that as well. Like, he tie-dyes his suit or spray paints his suit. Spray yeah, paints. He, like, yeah. Miles, Miles is a tagger in this uh, iteration. So he's uh, really good at spray painting. Yeah. And he's got, like, and then you just see the perfect, like, symbolism of, like, because Stan Lee says when he goes to get the thing, he said it always fits eventually. And then we see his, like, lining himself up perfectly with the suit before he puts it on in Aunt May's bat cave, or spider cave. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's basically I mean, Peter, a Peter's spider cave. No, like, before, like, when he looked at the reflection of the suit, it didn't fit him. Or, like, it was, like... When he actually got the costume, like looked in the reflection. Yeah, he was a, basically, anything yeah. Miles was doing that had to involve this costume, it didn't fit. It didn't look right. Until he makes it his own. There's so much symbolism. There's the key there. Make it your own. Go. Yeah. (laughs) But what about you, Kels? Did you have a favorite moment? Probably. um, It's been a minute since I've sat down and watched it. But, like, probably when each of our spider people, like, got theirs, like, had their time to shine. Yeah. It's probably exciting for me. That's fair. That's fair. And Zog, last but definitely not least. 
Uh, I've probably watched this movie nine or ten times, and it's only two years old. <laughs> so I love basically everything about it. That's but if I, you, as do I. But if I had to pick one single scene that I like above all others, it would be the end credit scene where Spider-Man 2099 <laughs> Uh, goes and visits uh, Spider-Man from Universe 67. <laughs> yeah, just the memes just, where they're just, pointing no, at each other. No, yes, and I'm not saying any more of it past it's like the meme, but you just have to experience that moment for yourself. Yes, it is a great moment. I actually want to someday collect all the posters of these movies because they have a poster for each character. And I'm like, I'm mad that our theater here where we live was stupid and did not have him because I want them all awesome. I worked for that theater after the movie uh, came out and it after it like left theaters and everything. And I was still looking for those damn posters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I also want the Japanese one because it's super dope as well. Because, you know, Japanese and also... Super dope. Uh, oh, I was thinking because Penny Parker, but okay. Yes, that too, <laughs> but I'm actually dropping it in our Discord, so you could see it, what it looks like, the Japanese poster, and I really want that, like, a lot. Cool. So, granted, I do have a graphic design degree, so. <laughs> Put it to use. Make well, your own poster. Yeah. Other thoughts, wrapping it up. I've got this. Like, you should watch this movie. It is deserving of all the awards that it's gotten. Um, it deserves more. It deserves more. <laughs> yes. Um, There's I can't my wait extra for the thought. second one because they announced there is going to be a second one. So I'm excited. I, I hope just... the whole cast stays well so they can return to the second one. I await with bated breath what he said. Um, <laughs> watch this movie. Watch it with your mom. Watch it with your cousin. Don't watch it with your ex because they don't deserve this. Um, <laughs> oh, God damn. Watch it with your dog. Dogs need love, too. You know, and happiness and joy and sterling. So, and I feel like this is just going to keep going on unless we just call it there. No, nah, I was actually yeah. going to do that, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can catch this podcast on all podcatchers. You can catch it on Spotify. You can catch it on Overcast. You can catch it on podcast you can catch it on amazon and you can catch it on youtube and this is sep important information content breaker is being separated from what is it being separated from kells tell the people we put we we put not it on its own feed yes which is okay. big if uh, you've got to listen to this other stuff we got to put out we're gonna have it only on its separate feed it's gonna be great for the product it's gonna be great for both of them coming out the new year Catch Content Breaker on its own feed on Content Breaker. Okay, yeah. But so you that, totally go that's listen what that to meant. <laughs> the other stuff we got. Like yes. Your listen. typical Shona Protag. Go do it. Exactly. Listen yeah. to all the stuff. Uh, YTSP, your typical Shona Protagonist. And in case you shit. didn't know, you can actually tweet at us. You can let us know that you want us to stop telling you to tweet at us by tweeting <laughs> at us. Isn't that right, Kels? <laughs> wow. That's right. The main product is currently at Y, God, your TSP. <laughs> That's URTSP for the main product. Yes, and we all have Twitters too, except Zog because he's indie. 
hipster, so he doesn't believe in technology. But you can nah. catch me at Static Dreads with a Z because I'm cool. And maybe you'll catch some other things too while you're there. And you can catch Strangely Entertaining who likes to plug his stuff on our stuff, but that's okay because we're a community. You can catch him. Yeah, kind of how that works. At Strangely Entertaining, look me up on YouTube or the Twitters or Twitch. I Twitch every now and then. See a doctor. And Zog (laughs) is eventually going to open up his most successful of all YouTube channel um, that has the most views of any of us that he doesn't use, but it's okay. So, yeah, with that being said, catch us in the new year or next week before the new year. Before the new year. And make sure you have a Merry Christmas. And we appreciate you all. Have a good night. Bye.